outside the box, talking about schools as scandals. Today's topic is merit. In a previous Outside the Box, I talked about the right to education and how higher education should be more than just college because of the debt so many students have accumulated. Besides the debt, the quality of higher education varies immensely. Ivy League and some other universities have huge reputations and endowments to match, while most state schools and community colleges are left to educate the lower-income masses who can't get into prestige schools or afford to attend them. While the so-called best colleges used to be only for the wealthy or children of those who previously attended that school, also usually wealthy, now it supposedly is based more on merit, a combination of good high school grades, high test scores, and other activities that make a prospective student look well-rounded and capable of great success in life. While merit sounds fair and free of discrimination, it is not. Although a few colleges no longer require prospective students to take the SAT, Scholastic Aptitude Test, or ACT, American College Testing, most still do, and some schools do not require it but prefer to have that information as well. Both tests have been accused of racial and class bias and against those whose first language is not English. Some very smart people are also not good test takers. The tests contribute to advantages in admission for white, middle, or wealthy class students who often have more money and time to help prep for taking the test. For students from families with incomes above $200,000 per year, one in five will score above, above 1400 out of 1600 in the SAT. For families with incomes less than $20,000 per year, only one in 50 gets that score. For Ivy League and a few other elite, aka expensive and private schools, a student from the top 1% of family income is 77 times more likely to be admitted than one whose family income is in the bottom 20%. A recent survey of almost 150 well-known colleges found that almost three-quarters of their students came from the top 25% of family incomes, while only 3% were from the bottom quarter. In another survey, only 5% of student-athletes came from the lowest economic quarter. Public universities are more diverse, but a degree from a state school does not offer the same career advantages as one from a private, highly regarded college nor are students as likely to get into graduate programs. Cost is another factor. A few schools are providing a mostly free education to low-income students, many of them darker skinned. But most, even with huge endowments, may provide tuition only, or partial tuition, or nothing at all. Most schools want a certain percentage of wealthy students, it helps their bottom line. Many smart, or smart enough, students don't even apply to college because they don't want to deal 
with the unavoidable debt and, in the case of elite schools, the likely rejection. College, or almost any kind of higher education, is barely on the radar for most working-class kids. Meritocracy has partially replaced aristocracy in the most highly regarded colleges and universities, but it has barely increased student diversity. Criticism of the United States for its lack of economic mobility is directed in part at higher education. Having a degree from any college, and especially from an elite school, significantly improves chances of a well-paying job and a successful career. Conversely, having no degree severely limits job and career options. I don't believe higher education should be a key to economic success. However, in many cases it is right now, with the most lucrative jobs usually going to those with degrees from the most elite schools. Attempts by some universities to diversify using affirmative action based both on skin color and economic class, are being challenged. Courts are declaring some of them unconstitutional. There are several actions colleges themselves can take to reduce the influence of merit on admission to so-called elite schools. One is to stop using discriminatory criteria for admission, like test scores or even high school grades. Another is using a lottery for admission. Any student who meets certain basic requirements can apply to any school and get accepted if their name is drawn. Government can also get into the act by taxing the endowments of wealthy schools like Harvard, whose endowment is estimated at $36 billion, and redistributing that money to schools with little or no endowment so they can offer a more quality education. And there's Bernie Sanders' proposal, free education for anyone who wants it, with no loan hanging over their head. I don't think education, at least from a college or university, should be a requirement for economic success in this country. But for those who want to learn and grow, it should be accessible to all and not be an impediment to anyone who wants to succeed in our society. How do you think we can make we can make higher education a right for all US students? I'm Larry Danzinger, preferring job training and experience to someone with just a college degree.